parole. And then she'd fallen into Witch Central, a big, happy collection of people with magic and those who loved them. They'd taken her in, mind-reading powers, petty crimes, bad attitude, and all. And in between cookie fests and water fights, insisted that she find a better path. Reason number two she needed to be alone. She still hadn't figured out how to say thank you. Her life was way damn better than Lizard Monroe had ever expected or deserved. A great job, a sexy and astonishing guy, and an obnoxiously loyal clan. The letter wouldn't change any of that. But Lizard had known the moment she'd spied it in her mailbox that it was going to change her. Words in writing always manage to do that somehow. Unsettled and annoyed, she slid a finger under the flap. The single sheet of paper inside was impersonal, printed out by some machine that could care less that she'd hijacked a car or that she'd tried to bring it back after one really awesome fast joyride along the coast. Joy always had a price. Or it had, until she'd fallen in with people who served it up on waffles for breakfast. She read the words. Effective October 27, 2013, let it be known that Elizabeth Eleanor Monroe has hereby met all conditions of parole as specified by the court in reference to case number 32531257 and is no longer required to comply with relevant sections of the California Penal Code. There was more, a dry list of things she was no longer required to do. And then a spark of life. Three short lines at the end, right above the signature of the man she'd met only once. Haven't seen much of you. Keep it that way. Best of luck to you. She tried to imagine him sitting at a desk, coffee stains gathering on the paperwork of the latest poor schmuck assigned to his caseload, typing the words by rote into a letter he'd seen a thousand times. And couldn't quite get there. He hadn't been an awful guy. Maybe he actually meant it. And he needn't fear. If she attempted a detour back to that life, there would be a lot more than one overworked parole officer standing in her way. She closed her eyes for a minute, in this space of quiet, and let herself simply sink into the life that was hers now. The last time she'd been this happy, she'd been nine. Graham had still been alive, and the world hadn't yet shown her how mean it could be. She opened her eyes and read the letter one more time. Not really news, more like an epitaph. For the misguided delinquent named after royalty and the wives of presidents. People kept asking her what came next. When you were Lizard Monroe, the present was a freaking miracle. Yesterday and tomorrow were bridges she had no intention of crossing. She scrunched the letter into a ball and shoved it in her backpack. Time to go. The present was calling, in the form of a date with a trio of four-foot-tall hellions, none of whom would ever end up as a case number on a parole officer's desk. Coffee? 
ice cream, dinner. In exactly that order. Lauren slid onto the couch next to her somnolent husband, very ready to join him in lazy slothfulness. It had been a seriously long week at the office. October was supposed to be dead in real estate, but apparently no one had informed the flood of cheerful house hunters who had been streaming in the doors of Berkeley Realty. Devin peeled open one eye. Well, hello, sexy. Almost two years of married bliss and lines like that mostly made her snort. That's not on the agenda until after dinner. The slow grin that traveled across his face could easily have convinced her otherwise. Need your other fixes first, do you? And how? The last client of the day had been unrelentingly chirpy. What's the latest from the family gossip pipeline? She needed something to wash away the memories of squeaky joy.